All right. All right. Well, Mr. Henry, welcome to the podcast. I'm excited to have you here. Thank you for having me. Super <laughs> weird to be like on the other side for once, you know. Um, the other, yeah, 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 yeah. That's a good call. We should tell people. Yeah, Henry's been the one editing the last how many podcasts? The last like twenty ish. Probably like it's been like more than three, four months. So yeah, once a week. Yeah, yeah. that's that's kind of cool. Uh, and it's uh, I had to edit the psychedelic podcast that I did last week. Oh my god! Like it, it's a, it's a godsend. It was a t- fucking. Uh, I probably shouldn't start <laughs> off with an F bomb. It was such a shit show. Like I was like editing that the the piece of it because my computer is like dying right now. Like I need a new computer now. I'm like, oh my goodness, this is terrible. Like it took so long to edit this like ten minute clip where I was. We had a dog. It was so bad. I had a dog come down in the middle of the podcast and bark in the middle of the podcast. So I had to start it <laughs> back over. And then somebody walked upstairs. So it was like, there was noise everywhere in the middle of this podcast where I'm trying to like tell serious stuff. And I would start yes. and then there'd be noise. I'm like, oh my goodness. So we had to cut a bunch of that part out, but we got it rolling. But yeah, pumped to have you here. Yeah. I and mean, you, yeah. you just got back from the, uh, you're here for two months and now you're back home again. Yes, sir. Back in Italy. Yeah. Where, where at in Italy? Bologna. What are they known for? Oh, uh, you know it. <laughs> the sauce. <laughs> the uh, sauce. Bologna. Uh, so how how did you hear about us, I guess, first? That that's kind of what I want to start with a little bit. Like, how did you get into the weird world of us? Like coming over is is coming over for an internship is like weird enough. And then coming over for a Yoakum strength internship to another country <laughs> and like learning everything with like an already weird culture like that, that's another step. So how did you get in like involved in it in the first place? It was like probably all thanks to your EG page. Like you, you're able to like, uh, to show the energy that goes on to the place. And that attracted me immediately. Like seeing like all the, all the clips you posted about the games, guys shouting at each other, enjoying the fuck out of themselves. Like, it was like, yo, that's my place. Like, I need to go there once. I need to, to live see up to what the hype. that's about. Yeah. The, no, their energy lived up like, to the hype. Way more, you know. <laughs> well, the, uh, we should tell people, you, you flew in. What, how many hours of sleep did you get? It was like, you were, it's oh, a seven hour nice. difference. And you flew, well, your first day was a game day, wasn't it? Yeah, it was Friday. Yeah, and you got <laughs> thrown into a thrown into a game day. And uh, for people that don't know, a game day at Yoakum Strength is just like the biggest personalities ever competing yeah. over the silliest games ever. <laughs> and these guys, it's life or death situation for them. They are screaming at each other and going at it all at six in the morning. And yeah, this is don't, Henry's don't miss don't, don't miss, miss okay. <laughs> and Henry's first day in America. We throw them into uh into the game and, day. Yeah, and the national anthem as well. Oh, did we play the national anthem the very first day? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's awesome. I totally forgot about that. That'll be in our uh, we'll do an Instagram clip. We'll have to add the uh the anthem in <laughs> yeah. there. That was funny. Um yeah. But yeah, so so the the energy attracted you over. Do you remember like was there a post where it was like that the one that sold you on it or that you initially got the idea? What got the idea planted of like liking somebody's page and like being a fan of somebody's page and being a fan of somebody's content is awesome. What like planted the idea that you wanted to actually come intern? Like like where did that idea come from? Uh like you seem different rather than any other sport coaches I was following. Like I've seen you like throughout like probably from will or jake like you know some of their posts like they, they tagged you and like i started like watching your page but like 
the captions like how profound you were about it like you're like you're deep into philosophy like you're more than a strength coach than just a strength coach and i felt like that with you i could be it could be like more than what i could find like in strength coaching book you know like all the philosophy about it like falling in love with the with the movement like the movement med is medicine like type of approach into into training rather than just like getting high numbers like enjoying and the, and the community aspect the and community it, was like the, the the main part and were you uh driving it even farther back from there like was there were you on like were you looking to go to the state regardless to go intern like were you like what where did the like why did you feel like you needed to leave Italy to go go somewhere to intern? Or were you going to go intern somewhere in Italy? Like, or did it, was it just a random idea? You're like, I like this page. I think this could be something. Or was it like, what happened first? Was it chicken egg? Or was it like, I need to go intern somewhere. I'm going to start looking for places to intern. This is like uh, the, the top spots. Yeah. No, I, I think it was kind of like together, the two things. They were like together, like um, getting interested into the strength coaching board. And so like, like the idea of like, I need to get experience and like the way to, the best way to get experience, I think is like do stuff and with people that are competent, you know? So like the internship was like, would seem like a, uh, a good place to start. And then like, in at the same time, I kind of got into like following strength coaches on Instagram and like your energy was like the, the community that you created was like, this is, this is it. Like, like, uh, yeah, this is where I want to be. So, and yeah, like in Italy, like I never find like anything like it. It's far back, you know, like the mentality is like, it's not as, um, um, you know, looking forward, like looking at the future, like trying to do new stuff. It's more like, do the base, like same <laughs> thing, you know, old school. And, you know, I I, th I think we should probably draw people back to a little bit of your background there too, because you're decently new to the world of strength conditioning it, oh, yeah, absolutely. It, it, for like, it, like you kind of had like that, that, the, the shift over into this world. And then it's funny because you like, you're new in the world of strength conditioning, but you are at the kind of what I would consider front, like the people that you follow, the, the information that you have, like, is that the, the frontier? So it's kind of like you, you just hopped on this, uh, this really good wave of like really people that are like spouting, spouting out good knowledge. But how did you switch into the world of strength conditioning in the first place? How did, how did you get into the, I guess, specifically the movement is medicine, like kind of thought process, because getting into the world of strength conditioning is one piece, but you're also very much into uh the the other side you know like strength conditioning there's like 17 different sectors but you're very much into that yeah. movement as medicine uh and you and you have that parkour background but what how did you kind of get into that thought process that woo woo we thought process uh as your first experience because most people like in the states I, I bring this up because in the states it's like you go you get indoctrinated into this this like whatever it is the cscs the three by ten model whatever you're preached to in college and then you're in there for like four years and people take two paths they they go out and they, then they branch off into these other sectors or they just double down and swear by whatever they were taught by college and stay but regardless everybody pretty much has that same like starting point and almost everybody i know has been indoctrinated into it at some point where like they were stuck in those thought processes uh what was like your experience like in italy to where like you can just kind of open up your book to everything and you don't have to get stuck in any of those kind of models yeah I think I kind of got lucky, you know, because I, like you said, like 
here it's like very old school. So we don't do strength and conditioning. Like uh, when you're playing sport, you don't do strength and conditioning. Like you start doing strength and conditioning like in high school or even middle school and then all throughout college. And then if you go pro, like you always have like, and that's why you get indoctrinated, like you said, because it's, you see that approach since an early age, whether you, you're interested into strength and conditioning or you just want to play football, you see like, oh, that, that's how people train. That's how they work out. But for me, it was different because like here, you don't have that. Like you just play sport and then you get into strength and conditioning if you're interested into it. Hmm. You don't get, so I think I got lucky because I didn't got indoctrinated into it and I was able like to make my own choices when I got interested into it. And um, yeah, I chose to not follow that road, that boring, because mostly because it's boring. <laughs> like, <laughs> and the medicine, uh, like movement is medicine approach was like more from uh, a mental uh, medicine, mm. psychologically speaking, rather than just like move me, moving because it feel good like on the body, but more f- because it felt really good on the mind. Like for me, it was like my uh, go-to place, like when I didn't work out, when I didn't moved, when I didn't do parkour or anything. Uh, yeah, it was never a good day, kind of, mm. I think. Like I had to do some movement to feel uh, to feel good at and doing anything else, but, you know? Yeah. So that's how I got more into the that type of mindset. And I got lucky because I didn't get indoctrinated uh, as a young young kid, you know. Well, what so then so because the, the negative of always being exposed to strength conditioning in America is that you get indoctrinated and you have you see things all the time. Like you said, like even even people that aren't interested in it, it's like they kind of just stick with whatever training models because it's been shown to them. The positive it is they've been shown these models. Um, so there's interest level and they there's pathways to see like, oh, if I want to become a strength coach, I can go do this. If I want to do fitness, I can go do that. Uh, where it's like talking to you, like Italy, it's it's not like that. Where So how did you get the interest of wanting to be a strength coach when there's no, like there's, it's it's not around you, you know, like in America, it's around you everywhere. So if you want to go do it, there's so many different pathways to go follow and, and just seeing people do it. Where there you're talking about like, it's a lot of times it's not even like a job, like it's super hard to like, get into that mold at all so how did you like like oh this is what i want to do when nobody around you is doing it i think that's super interesting <laughs> uh yeah because like i said it's like one of the it was like at least like one of the main thing that made me feel good like about like my my life like the the moment i felt on my best was like during training whatever it was before like uh the weight training was just parkour but like when i was moving my body like being outside engaging with people talking to a community that was interested in moving and all that. Like, that's when I, where I felt the best. Mm. So I was like, that's where I need to be then. Like, that's what I want to give to other people as well. I, w- I want to show them how, how healthy and, like, how good it, it can make you feel, like, to do, to move your body, to explore and, like, learn new skills, like, uh, movement skills and all that. Mm. That's a banger, and, Henry. That was good. I love that. That was good. And, <laughs> and that's, yeah. And then that's how, like, why I got into, like, the American uh, strength and conditioning world. Because it was more uh, um, kind of like my mindset, you know. It was more similar. I felt like more, uh, you guys have, like, it's more important there than it is here. So that's why I got into following, like, guys like you and all the others. 
why why do you think why do you think like what what made you go into so the, the the movement piece makes sense but why didn't you just stay in the parkour world and like get like coach parkour or like do that sense why did you take it more strength conditioning sports performance side of it um is it just because like it's more tangible to be a coach in that world or or why why is that more of a draw for you the sports performance side of it the strength conditioning rather than like you can take people and move them through parkour and get a lot of the same like benefits there what what, what was kind of that distinction for you uh maybe there isn't a distinction mm. like i can still do both but like to be like good uh at it i need like both parts mm-hmm. i need like the movement part from parkour like being able like to know your body but i still need like the knowledge of like uh anatomy like physiology physiology from strength and conditioning and like how to use weights how to use uh uh yeah how to get better but like my story in like strength and conditioning was like the most basic every i think like every athletes that became strength coach has it like just start doing weights and it feels fun and (laughs) and it feels good because it's like super trackable because like you have the numbers keep going up so you it's like doing a good challenging parkour but every time you go to the gym yeah and sometimes you have shitty session in parkour where you don't achieve anything and you kind of feel bummed about it but like in the gym, it's not always like that, especially at the, at the beginning. Every time you go at the gym, like every mm-hmm. day, you get a number higher than the one you had the day before. So that that got you into it. Like, so I think that's kind of the main approach that everyone had at the beginning. And that's how I got like kind of addicted into it. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, then, absolutely. Uh, yeah. And then like getting better at the sports as well. Like that's the best part of it. Um. Uh, with the, the the thought process like were you stalling out in parkour and then you decided to implement like did somebody say like you should implement some of the strength conditioning and start to do it or was it like you just randomly showed up and meatheaded at the gym one day and then you got that addictive feeling because you, you're, you're you're saying in this like retrospective way of like well i'm doing both but like we, we've talked about how before like for a lot of parkour athletes and a lot of soccer athletes and just a lot of like italian athletes in general it's like they're not doing any strength conditioning. So it's like even just getting them into the gym to go do like to get that first like meat head high or that first like PR going through like that. That's a big deal. So were, were you stalling? Like what was the reason initially to get you in the gym? The, the very first step. And then it was like from there, it like kind of took off. Was there was there like, oh, I can't make this jump and I'm pissed and I need to go do something else. Or what, what was that kind of like? Uh, No, it was never like stalling. It was more it was more at the beginning it was more like just for a. Uh, um, not that I had any problems, but it was more for health concerns, mm. like for, for long term. Cause like, uh, yeah, I enjoyed it and I wanted to do like as long as possible. So I got into it as a more of a, um, protective mindset kind of doing mm. it like just to, to be able to do parkour as long as possible. But then was the being better at parkour that got me really addicted to it. Cause, cause I started getting really powerful, like since I started doing weights. So I was like, yeah, this is fun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and just so people like the, the parkour background with what you're doing, like uh, Henry jumped, uh, was 46, seven on the jump mat. Yeah. 46 three thing. Yeah. yeah. Uh, one of the most unbelievable, <laughs> like, like flying verts ever. So his, uh, his programming is working. Like everything there is, uh, the, the jumps and everything like that. It, it, it's, uh, it's pretty incredible to watch the, the, we, we, we've kind of touched on it back and forth. It's like, you've built up all of the, 
like you kind of did it in what I feel like my personal bias is like the right way of like you built up the movement patterns, the uh, as basic like the functional and quotation strength, the arches of your feet, you you bunch of depth drops through parkour. And then you added on top of that, like the the nitric oxide, the the NOS when you started training and you you like yeah. kind of you you slow cooked yourself in the I what I feel like is the right way. And watching you jump, you can tell. Like you can tell your background is not weights first, jumps second. It's jumps and movement first, and then weights were added on, on top of that. And that's what kind of took you to the next level. And I think it's one of the kind of coolest examples of somebody that has like found that that the the balance of the yin and yang between the two like not just going all out in one way and not just going all out in the other way uh, but also doing it in kind of that that right order because in america like you jump different like like you jump different than most people in america not just higher but you jump different like when, when you're off the ground everything's very springy like it's it's poppy off the ground and you can tell like in america everything we do is weights you muscle it out muscle it yes. out it, it's all force it's all muscle it's like you're looking at it and there's some special athletes that get away like do it different like you um in america as well obviously but uh yeah it's it's like muscle first weights first and it's just kind of cool like how the body has adopted whatever just like movement stimulus we've given it and in america the very first stimulus we usually give it is we're going to use the nos first with the weights and get them addicted to like all of that and then we solve all of our problems almost through force even an um, elastic athlete compared to you whereas like you are solving it through that elasticity and that movement first which i thought was really sweet yeah i think like one of the most like the main thing that parkour gave me was like my like the knowledge of my like the awareness of my mm. body i think that's the main thing i i feel like rather than like obviously like all the uh like you said like all the foot basement like the the tendons all developing all those structure like uh like that is super important but i feel like the the brain part is the at least like for me like is the best thing i have like it's like that i enjoy because like i go out and like i try new sports and i don't look like a a dumbass yeah you know, whatever <laughs> sport i try because like i'm i'm able to move my body around uh, on that note how did your basketball tournament go uh it was kind of a bummer was it because it, it was like super like friendly tournament and we okay. were like super super prepared like all like 20 years old like super hyped like super pretty good at basketball like and it was like a tournament with like old people and like kids <laughs> so, like, oh, no. <laughs> yeah so yeah did you guys win but, but yeah uh yeah okay but there like, we go after we went and play against each other because it was like six of us like okay. we we got the tournament done and then we went like back into another court and like played 3v3 <laughs> and and that was harder than the tournament <laughs> <laughs> that's funny he's randomly signed up henry uh it was, was it it was like a day after you had landed for your flight yeah because it was like i think i landed friday and that was like the weekend, so Saturday or yeah, Sunday. So both ends of your flight, you kind of got thrown into either a game <laughs> yeah. day or a yeah, or a right. basketball tournament. Yeah, I got I I was used to it by now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, the, the second time through. Yeah, exactly. All right, well let's uh, let's um that that was a lot of the the background things I want to talk. And we'll probably get to like more of that too. But let's talk about the internship for a little bit. Um and one of the things that I wanted to talk to you about is generally for because a young strength coaches listen to this podcast a lot that, that that's a big like population of the the listeners 
what advice would you give for like young listeners that are going into an internship one looking for an internship and then two just like things not not necessarily things you learned uh like x's and o's but like just just general like thought processes and obviously like you had a way bigger jump because you're going to a different like country and and learning all of that but what what, what were some of like the general thought processes one for getting an internship and and like reaching out and looking for a good fit and then two um, things that you feel like tips and tricks that they could use? Um, I think like, uh, like I said before, like finding a coach that you feel like um, has the same energy that you kind of dig, mm. you know, that's like, you you made it so easy. Like, because once I was there, like I felt like I was in my, in my place already. I didn't have any like big culture shock because like, it was exactly well, like it was even better than what I was expecting. Mm. So like in four about like, uh, like, yeah, learn about like the coach you're going to do the internship with and like, be sure. Um, yeah, it's, it could be like your place. Uh, and that's going to make it like hundred times easier. Like it's going to be like, for me, it was like the best two months ever. It wasn't even, <laughs> you know, so that that really helped and also um i feel like having a goal like going there with a open mind but like make kind of a um a list of like things you want to learn things you want to talk about with you um because if you know you're going to like i knew i was going to states like to meet with you and i knew kind of what you could taught me so I, I thought about that as well. Like, what could I learn from Austin? So ask yourself that question and then try to get that done, kind of, you know? Mm. Yeah, yeah, that, that, those are good ones. I, I think that culture one, that, that one's really important too. Um, and, and like paying attention to that. And obviously the, the people can put off like fake cultures too. So that, that, that's kind of a tough piece too. Yeah. But yeah, I, I think uh, trying to know, and, and, and I think a piece of that is knowing like what, like, actually going internal to like know what you actually want too because that's a big piece of it too is like a lot of people don't know what they want and and that's part of the learning process too is, is knowing and learning what you want too but paying attention to okay if i'm a super like introverted coach or i want to work with a certain certain population of people or um i'm just not uh maybe i don't want to be surrounded with a bunch of meatheads or i don't want to be surrounded with a bunch of like uh, power lifters i want to be with athletes like i think paying attention to all those things is, is super important for your internship and what, what the biggest thing that i see is like kids are just taking whatever internship like feels like is going to show them the biggest like yeah, i for went cloud. for cloud yeah and it's yeah. like man it's like i I, I, you talk to them. It's like, it was terrible for them. They didn't enjoy it. Like they didn't get anything done. Uh, they didn't learn anything. It re they didn't fit their population anyway. So even if that, what they did learn, it's, it's really not who they want to work with in the long term. And all of these pieces are, you, you're always going to take it. Like, even if you go to a bad internship, you'll take it and learn and be like, okay, I don't yeah, want to do sure. that again for the future. But like you said, you're I still think you're going to get something out of like whatever internship you do. Like either, even if it's like, this is exactly what I don't want to do. Like, <laughs> yeah. You're going to learn something about yeah, which, yourself. Which, which, is, which was one of my internships too. Like I, I took one like that. I was like, this is exactly what I don't want to do. And, and learning that's a huge piece of it. But like you said, like just spending, you could spend probably an hour on the front end and save yourself two months on the back end. If you just like dig a little bit deeper and do some research on who you want to go with. And then again, that's going to, 
speed up the the internship process too because like you said then once you know where you want to go and, and where you're going you can learn about the person that you're going to learn from and like learning about your teacher and what can they actually teach you what can't they teach you um i i think is a big piece as well because then you kind of expedite that process and going in with these questions it's like i talk all the time with the consults like if somebody signs up with a consult i make them send me like a uh a thing what do you want to talk about like what do you actually want to talk about because if you don't have something you want to talk about we're, we're you're going to waste so much time trying to get to what you want to talk about and for some people that that maybe that is what they need to consult they don't even know what they want to talk about but it's like spend some time figuring out the process of what do you want to learn like where where do you want to take this um what do you want to dive deeper into um and, and being pretty directed with that and everything else you're going to learn like you learn other things along the way like that's just the organic learning process but the yeah. having a uh having a goal going into it i think that's a that's a really good piece of advice that i for sure wish i would have had in one of my internships because I wish I had spent more time like that's definitely one of my internships. I definitely could have spent more time asking about business questions, which is something I was super interested in. Um, but then I got stuck in the internship and like, like, you know, like, especially like going to different cultures, like once you get rolling in an internship, like things are just rolling, like you're getting more and more stuff to do more and more yeah. things to do. So then it's like, you don't have time to like sit and like think about specific things. And I I've definitely had internships where it's like, man, I wish I would have asked this question or done that. Um, and if I had just spent the, the time on the front end to do that, I probably would have got more out of that. Yeah. One more thing. Like, I think, uh, yeah, for me as well, like, I feel like I could have prepared like even better than what it, I still prepared. And the one thing that really helped me was doing the, the podcast with you before like coming there. Cause we mm. started like working with each other. Like, like I said, like four or five months ago, I, no, like it was probably five, like the beginning of the year. So yeah, like six, seven months ago. Um, and that really gave me like, like confirmation, like it confirmed like that you were like a genuine guy, like from the way that you, the, the patient you showed, like w when I fucked up with podcast at the beginning and all that, I was like, it feels like a good dude. Like I could learn some stuff from. So I was like, that really helped. Like, uh, like this is a guy I want to meet like in real person, like in person. That, and your, your mom was not set on that. Your mom thought I was yeah. catfishing you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah she was like what if you what if you arrive there and in, it doesn't exist <laughs> like well i just gotta think and then go way back home i don't you know get, you get or you get a two-month vacation you just get to hang yeah. out in the states for a little bit visit visit the states yeah yeah what what was um like going into the x and x's and o's a bit with the internship getting into kind of the philosophies the systems and i i know you you knew a lot of it going in because you, you've had studied it but what what do you feel like was the biggest eye-opening maybe piece of the x's and o's and the what's of of the program itself like what what did you learn in that sense that you're like oh shit like i kind of thought that and now it's like this or was there any ideas that you had that were like really eye-opening or that were challenged um or that were confirmed in a way because knowing something through something and then seeing it and having it really confirmed in you are also another big thing that that's something that I've been realizing is like there's way different ways to learn and how much you cement something into like your belief system what were some of those things when you when you came and you're watching the the training sessions that you felt like oh I this I, I'm learning that that's very eye-opening for me uh like the um, kind of like the athletes athlete mm. part you know Cause it's like it's easy to talk about it, mm, but like once you see, like, 
the engagement that you get from the from the guys at the gym is like insane like like this stuff works for real like everybody's screaming like um i got a confirmation that they're like warming up like that way like doing games game day on friday the energy that you get from those type of like the warm-ups especially like that works like it's not just uh games it's not just playing you know you get better results like for real like it's legit and that's what that was awesome one thing like like it's tiny tiny detail but like one thing i really like is like super setting stuff i really didn't care much about it mm. but then seeing how like it works like for time management and like for doing things that most athletes don't want to do like mobility training or like uh um yeah like some stretching or isos if you put them like in a superset with an exercise that get them engaged like it works like they do it but if you <laughs> if you tell if you just said like yeah at the end like do five minutes stretch uh it wouldn't be like that uh it wouldn't work that well you yeah. know so like super setting stuff it's like a small detail that was really nice and like i think i'll i'll apply it to my training as well mm. for sure yeah yeah, those are good ones. That's a good one. The the the, the let athletes athlete one. That's a good. Uh, we got to use that for like a marketing clip. It works. It works. It works. <laughs> intern it's Henry, legit. <laughs> it's intern Henry approved. Um, <laughs> what do you feel like were your biggest struggles? Uh, as an intern, and 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 struggles you felt like maybe you overcome. Uh, during the internship, things that you felt like you really had a growth process on as a coach, or um, that you struggled to throw it away, and you and you felt like you kind of got down. Well, like being like training a group in a in a weight room was a completely new experience because mm. I trained like groups like I, I trained like soccer, uh, soccer guys, but it was always uh, on field training. So it was like games, sprints, plyos and all that. It was never like in a weight room. So I think that was like super new to me. So all the um, like getting used to it and like also like the being like um, like an authority. Like being the only one there, like explaining to them the exercises, guiding them through. That was a, that was a really good experience, I feel like. And I feel like I've grown there. Uh, I don't know, but, but you have to. <laughs> That's up to you to, to judge. <laughs> um, but I feel like way more confident now. I feel yeah. like more relaxed. Uh, and also like talking. The, um, the presentations, I think I got better at them. Researching. Uh researching and presenting on them like at the end like the last presentation i was super relaxed uh at least i felt like it i don't know if i showed mm -hmm. it but like I, I felt way better than at the beginning um so yeah i i feel like these are the main things um and also like the the whole experience like going to another country like mm. that that's a big challenge internship internship apart uh, apart from the internship it was like all the traveling alone was like my first time traveling alone living alone all that so that that was also a good challenge good like good reminder that i'm able like to do what i want like if i get my mind to it i can achieve it mm. like, and that was like a confirmation of it kind yeah of. yeah that, that that's a good one and andy like uh, you're pretty extroverted too but the, that airbnb is like a challenging situation too because like you were with some personalities in that airbnb it was like it was it wasn't a hostel but it was an airbnb how many rooms nine rooms in there 
Yeah. With with pretty much new people coming in in and out like consistently weekly, weekly. yeah yeah so it's yeah. not it's not like you were just Airbnb by yourself which is like one challenge but it's Airbnb by yourself with new like nine new roommates coming in and at you at all times yeah. that are like throwing different things at and like <laughs> yeah. out the window at you yeah sharing the kitchen sharing all that it's kind of weird but yeah it was cool. yeah you get to learn a lot what uh what was the biggest culture shock uh coming from italy to like america uh i don't know because like i grew up like with movies american like culture like youtube videos whatever instagram like i was always into like the american culture kind of so like it wasn't anything like super new uh, but yeah like the the fact that strength and conditioning is so um kind of it's it's considered like a, a proper profession and like it's uh it's legit and uh, that's really nice to see mm -hmm. like that you can be like really successful if you know how to do it like seeing the the, the places you can go you know what, nice. what do you think what do you that think holds nice. italy back in that like what, why do, why does italy not have that and how do, why do, do you think there's a way to like get it rolling there maybe it's like the competitiveness of the people in general, like for mm. the athletes, because athletes, they're like really, really care to win. And they're able like to, I call the, the Mamba mentality <laughs> is very, the, the grinding is very, very, like the American dream. It's like an American thing. And that kind of mentality, like when you're training people, like it shows like, uh, and here, I think that kind of miss, like people don't care about that stuff that much. What's like the, when you, when you say they don't care about that, like you guys still have professional sports teams, you know, like there's, there's yeah. still a lot of good athletes that come out like, no, yeah, yeah for sure. Uh, it's like, uh, it's like in the general population though, mm. it's like less, it's, I think it's harder to find. Like if, if in America, it's like the good, like the not good, but like the really focused, like athletes, like discipline, like, that mentality like the being obsessed obsessed with it like it's i don't know like it's like 10 percent of the people here it's like one you know like you don't get as many uh people that are really obsessed with like sports and like training what does that does that obsession get pushed somewhere else that you realize like it that it's that like that obsession or that energy is spent on something else in italy compared to the states mm, no not really and now that you make me think about it, that that probably like the biggest cultural difference that I've seen from Italy and like uh, and in the states, like there in the states, people want to achieve stuff. They want to like be big. Like whatever they do, they want to make it big, mm. you know. And here, everybody is more mellow, you know. Everybody is more like not not everybody obviously. It's like the 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 majority is more like whatever, like. I'll do this job for now. It pays enough, you know, to get the bills. Uh, but there is like, yeah, I'm doing this job for now because he paid the bills, but then I'm doing the side hustle and I'm grinding every day. And like, I want to get my own business. It's more, uh, um, it's also like more pushed kind of like from the society itself. What? Like it's more, no it's more normal. I feel like there in the States. Do you, do you think there's a, uh, like, because the negative of that in the states, uh, 
the negative of that in the states is like people get too into that grind mindset too into the the uh like next 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 keep pushing keep pushing uh and just being around you and, and i feel like you consider yourself a very um uh like you're pushing yourself forward you're going to a different country for an internship like you, you so you push yourself forward but going to you like you appreciate the small moments way more than almost any american i have ever met and you are very present and just all right with the moment like do you feel like it is like is it a bad thing that italy is different in that way or is it like way too far is it just so far on the other spectrum to where it's like it's too chill in italy like what, what's like, kind of your yeah, thought process there both, yeah i feel like it's both bad you yeah. gotta find a yin and yang you gotta have both you gotta know when to chill and when to work for yourself like do stuff that matter you, you need both i feel like i want both i don't mm -hmm. know if you need them but I want both. I want to be able like to, uh, yeah, achieve my dreams. So I want to, I want to like, yeah, get better in life, whatever it is. But still, I want to appreciate the small thing. And at least I'm trying, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I feel yeah. like I, I feel like it's the, for me, it's like the right path. But you need, I feel like you need both. And like in the U.S. and in Italy, you have too much of the extremes and not enough of like the other you know because hmm. like there i talked about like uh italy and like spain mindset where it's more like yeah you work and um more for like enough to live but then you enjoy the living especially like in spain spain is very like that you just work like it's, it's just for getting the money like buy food but then like you enjoy your time like you don't work like 12 hours you are like five seven hours and then just for, for 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 being able to enjoy the rest of the day and the, what you want like to spending time with your family and taking care of like uh the people you love and all that and everybody was like super interested about it i was like oh that that's that would be super nice because i feel like that's kind of missing there in the states yeah it, it's, it's, it's like you're always kind of grabbing for like the, the next thing and it doesn't matter if you get it or not it's like as soon as you get it it's never then like that again it's never then spent on your family or more time with your family then it's like oh the next thing you know like the next reach thing um which which i feel like is the is the process so like the benefit of the states of like having that strength conditioning program is also the negative of like the reason we have the strength conditioning program is is that grind mindset that like people are so indoctrinated in that they can never get out and never enjoy the moment so trying to find the the balance where you're not constantly like a beach bum and, and not doing anything and feeling unfulfilled that way but then you have the other side of it where you are always doing something to distract yourself from the fact that you are also not fulfilled and there's like that that that, that beautiful middle ground that everybody's searching for um it is just kind of crazy the the different culture approach like they're going from different different sides of the the coin here yeah but i wouldn't want to like any of the extremes I feel like I wouldn't be happy with like just one of the two because I feel like if I just like kind of um, like extreme, like super chill and like life, like just do like uh, a job that I'm not really interested into it just to get some money and just to get like some free time. I wouldn't be too much into it that I want to build something. I want to like do like a job that like fulfill me. And so I need, I kind of need like the grind mindset for achieving that, but without forgetting about like the, the people and the, the community and all the good stuff.
and taking care of my, myself, taking time for myself and all that. So with all like, that being said, do you, do yeah. you think, do you think you can start up a strength conditioning program in Italy? Like, do you think, it, do you think it's doable? It, it, you just have to change like the culture a little bit or inspire the people a little bit. What's your, what's your kind of thought process in a long-term like view of Italian, like strength conditioning? I feel like maybe like the people aren't as competitive, maybe because they hasn't, they haven't tasted it yet. Mm, maybe if, yeah. you, if you show them like a, a proper game day, like more people than than I think would get addicted to it. Build it probably. and they will come. Yeah. Yeah. Probably. Uh, Got to try it. <laughs> yeah, that, that 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 would be. I I feel like that's that's for sure probably a piece of it too. It's like if you, if you've never been exposed to, like, because there's a lot of negative to like. It's almost if you if you have a game if you have a culture that 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 bases their movement around games and enjoyment and just movement. And then you have the traditional bias of like just lifting weights to lift weights. Uh, it's like, oh, yeah, no shit. You don't like doing that. You know, like it's like, well, I could go do a bunch of fun games with all of my friends and have this amazing yeah. community around me. Or you're telling me I could go into a dungeon gym and like stand up and sit down over and over again. Like, why, why would I do that? Like, that doesn't make any sense. Like, the other day I met a guy like at the gym. I was like middle school friend and was like, um, like catch up a little bit oh nice what are you doing like yeah man, i'm in the gym like kind of taking care of myself you know like working out a little bit but i really hate it yeah like, oh, and he was like oh and i was like oh what are you doing it's like oh i'm doing like 30 minutes on the treadmill and then 30 minutes on the bike then i'm going home like no shit you hate it like <laughs> what is that what's that workout like go out you know yeah. And 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 that and that's the that that's where I feel like if if that's your experience with strength conditioning and that that is a lot of like strength conditioning too like that's a lot of programs it's like either it's thirty minutes on the bike or it's thirty minutes with the bar but it's doing the same thing you know like it's like so technical or it's 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 framed in a sense of like it's not for the enjoyment of the activity itself it's for oh we're doing that for something else we're doing this for something else and it's like at the end of the day like why don't i just go do that something else you know like and that's where people get kind of stuck in that thought process and it's like well can we just build an environment where it's still providing the benefits for the something else but you can also just enjoy like what we're doing yeah. here like we can create a training environment you can create a strength conditioning program that is fun and enjoyable to be in in and of itself um and that is not to take away from the sport or not to take but like people can go there again and they're still getting health benefits. They're still getting performance benefits, whatever they were doing the workouts for initially. Now getting they can do that in a sense. Of, yeah. Yeah. And now they can go do it and like have a community with them and be that. So that's where I feel like that. That's a huge piece of it. Like you said, like building something like that out. I think that's just, a, that's a human draw, you know, like people yeah. want to be a part of something like that. And so many coaches have ruined movement. So many coaches have, like put out a bias towards movement in the way it's done in traditional strength conditioning. And it's like athletes, if they're not forced to do it, of course they don't want to do it. If that's the bias going in, if that's what they're told it's going to be like going in, or if that's their experience of it going in. So now you can build out a different experience for those people and it would be a totally different world. And that's where I feel like it could be something cool that you could build out there. Yeah. I feel like maybe I was wrong. Like before, like it's not that the mentality is missing, like the, the mentality of enjoying like training, training hard is that what's missing is more like the being shown that you could enjoy it uh and that's i think and maybe that's where uh i should work on like mm. getting people like show like you can enjoy that yeah like it's not just going there and like 
like fatiguing yourself, like doing boring stuff. It's not just that. There's more to movement. Yeah. Just that. Oh, that, 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 that's good. I, I like that. All right. Next question. Who's your favorite Yoakum strength athlete? <laughs> uh, Dowdle. <laughs> Dowdle got Dowdle got the green flag. Okay, I didn't think you were going to answer that one, but now we got that. Uh, we got you. Uh, I can blackmail oh, you I, now in the group chat. The, the, the running challenge is doing. Yeah. And so, how did he go into it? And the way he's doing it, like, so chill. Like, in the sauna, like, the guy's like, oh, yeah, I ran 10 miles yesterday. And I was like, okay, I'm running 31 <laughs> tomorrow. And like, I'm running and 31 for everything. the next three days in a row. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, yeah, the fact that he's just chilling, like, doing it, it's just, it's insane. Because it's so, like, far apart from, like, my view of, like, training. Because I'm more in, into, like, explosive stuff. Like, doing all the, that endurance thing is just mental. Mm. Speaking of the sauna, um, <laughs> the America was the first time you had a sauna experience, correct? Uh, that intense, for sure. Mm. I had okay. a little bit, like, when I went, like, skiing, like, for a weekend. Like, if you go, like, into a like, fancy hotel, you might find saunas. But they're like at 60 degrees Celsius. I don't know what they are like for you. But but that was like 80, 90, which is insane. <laughs> yeah. And so what were your takeaways and that from the sauna? Consistently as well. What? What what was your what so what were your takeaways from the sauna? The thing I liked the most was uh was the sleep. After. The sleep after? Yeah, that was really nice. Uh yeah. And um I don't know, it feels like good, like after doing it in the evening after your day it's a good reset like going throughout like your head your day because because you're there suffering so you're probably like your mind is going places kind of meditating you mm -hmm. know kind of and um yeah you think about your day like your week things you need to do it's a it's a good place like to go into your mind while getting a health benefit what about the bike ride home after that's insane <laughs> don't recommend it to anyone <laughs> it was like so how, far, how, far, how far of a bike ride was it like a mile two miles uh i don't know 10 15 minutes so okay yeah a couple yeah two or three miles yeah but it, probably, it was mostly uphill like at the on the way home on oh. the way to the sauna it was like all downhill so super <laughs> chill but after the sauna i had to ride uphill <laughs> but like, yeah. well that that's another thing too is like um in the states it's, it's really like rare for somebody not to have a car and you'd have a car the whole time you're here yeah yeah, bike actually, everywhere. it was like way more bike friendly than I thought. Really? Because I've seen like videos of like uh, people talking shit about like America infrastructure, like streets for uh, for um, people walking and like biking. So I was kind of worried about that because I knew I was gonna had uh, to ride the bike. Um, but yeah, no, it was super Minneapolis, super friendly, bike friendly. You had like I had bike lanes all the way from the gym to my to my place, pretty much. Mm. Uh, so that that was nice. What was your favorite American food? Pancakes, easy. Pancakes, pancakes and bacon. Was yeah. was it Dowdle? Was it was it Dowdle spot? Was that your favorite pancake spot? That was insane for sure. And also, uh, the first diner I went to, Hilo, is it called? Hilo, right? yep. That was also really nice. Uh, but yeah, pancakes all the way. Okay. Did you have a favorite pancake? I I always had a plain pancake. But the uh, favorite spot for the pancake? Oh yeah, the Dowdle one. It, it was Dowdle's. He yeah, was number the one. The diner, yeah. For yeah, sure. that place. What, what do you remember the name of it? We'll give him a shout out. No, I don't remember. I can't, I can't think of it either. It was but... a name. 
of a guy. Like Al's and, Al's Cafe or something crazy. Yeah, Mike's. Matt, yeah, like. Well, Dalma kept like calling it with something different every time we went. No, <laughs> every time like, he had a Sal's. Name. Was it Sal's? No, it's not Sal's. Shoot, I thought it started with an S or something like that. But that place smacked. That place was good. We went there a couple times. Um, what was your least favorite American food? Uh, the wings were super spicy, so I couldn't really enjoy them. They were the day one wings. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Those, but, those got bodied. But it, it, they weren't bad. Uh, they weren't bad at all. Um. Oh, one thing I didn't like was the donuts. Like they were like too much, too sugary. Mm. I had donuts one day, and they were like, um, "Oh, you got those out? Uh, what were those? The, the fancy one, yeah. The fancy donuts, yep. The crumble yeah. were they crumble? No, shoot. I don't know. I I got them like a couple of different flavors. But, yep. Like after a bite from each, I was done with that donut. You know, like it was too sugary, too heavy. Well, that that was one of the things that you said that I laughed at too. It's like. You said you can go anywhere and get good food in America, like food that tastes good. Like you can go yeah. to a gas station and get a sandwich that is going to. Oh taste yeah, the amazing. burger we had. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's like this, breakfast this, uh, burger. The breakfast burger. Yeah, you're like this is this would be like a really good burger in Italy, and you can get that from a from a gas station. Yeah. Um, and he's like, no wonder like American like is so big. <laughs> it's like every like we just we throw so much shit in our food, so much sugar in our food that everything just tastes amazing, regardless of where you're at. So of course we're addicted to food. Yeah, for sure. But sometimes it's a bit too much. Like in those donuts, like the flavor is like too much for my palate. And you didn't like the the, the pops either, did you? What's that? The 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 Dr Pepper. I thought you didn't like the pops. You like you like root beer. But what were the, oh, yeah. the other pops were too like spicy or something? No, no, sweet, sweet. The Dr sweet. Pepper. Yeah. And you didn't like Mountain Dew either, did you? Mm, it wasn't anything like that. I really liked. Okay. Yeah, it was okay. Yeah. But you like root beer. A lot. Any, anything That's else? That's something I would get addicted to. That root beer would be. Yeah. <laughs> root beer really good. Yeah. The, the, and the also, other... I, I didn't add like a, a bad burger while I was there. Mm. I didn't add one single bad burger. Every burger I tried was like, oh, Henry, really you good. missed out. I found a new burger spot. Damn. I know. I went there last night. Oh my goodness, Henry. I, it was it was one of my favorite burgers I've had in a long, long time. Like I'm I'm going wow. again tonight just because of how good <laughs> it was last night. Because I didn't expect it, so I only got a single burger. But I was like, oh my god, this is like this is amazing. But next time, next time when you're back, we're gonna have to we're gonna have to go to this sure. place. It's like Dream Cafe or something, or Dream Creamery. It's like a I went there for ice cream, and then they had burgers, and I got a burger for dinner. Um, and it was amazing. It was it was super good. Um, I was going to ask, what were we talking about right before? Oh, the baseball games. I got, we got to tell about the legend oh. of Henry, but the baseball games. So <laughs> two games. Henry, Henry goes to two games <laughs> and accomplishes like in two, two games in his life, accomplishes what people go to baseball games for their entire lives to do. The first game, the twins game we went to, um, a walk-off in the bottom of the ninth, a uh, home run. What was that? A, a comeback. Walk a off. comeback walk off. That's right. They were down by like three runs. Yeah. Hit a bomb. In the last inning. Yeah. In the last <laughs> inning, down to the last out. And every, like, we brought our whole gang there. It was dollar dog night. How many hot dogs did you eat that night? Ten. Ten hot dogs. Everybody was yes, struggling, sir. struggling on the struggle bus there. Um, We uh we had nosebleed tickets because uh, Tej, who was in in charge of getting the tickets, uh, <laughs> bought horrible tickets. Yeah. <laughs> 
uh, for an expensive price. The whole stadium was like not filled out. What night we went on like a Tuesday or something crazy, didn't we? Yeah, it was Tuesday because like they said like the the dollar dog is on Tuesday. So on yeah. a Tuesday, yeah. So it like was a Tuesday t- night. The twin stadium wasn't like packed. We could have definitely got better tickets. Um, so Tish, if you're listening, we we didn't we didn't forget that. Um, but you saw walk off your very first game, which I was like mind blown. I'm like, that is the luckiest thing ever. Like that was the most <laughs> insane game you could have gone to at a twins game. And then you go to a Saints game and they throw you a ball. Uh yeah. Yeah, and you didn't even bring it's a like sign that. or anything. Uh, no, nothing. It just threw it. Like it was uh we were sitting like on the um, near the benches. So like after every inning, the defender with the ball like came and threw it like in that area, you know, like above the bench. Above the benches, and yeah, one time just threw it at me. I gave it to a kid though. Did you? Well, did you beat up a kid to get it in the first place or no? Uh, no, I beat up an old man. <laughs> Stole it from an old man. Yeah, I gave it to the child. You know. <laughs> and then, uh, and then they and won then, that game too, didn't they? Oh yeah, big time. Mm. A lot of like twelve to three, something like that. They destroyed them. That's pretty Very good. nice game as well. Yeah, that, that's a that's a good two for two, uh, baseball game. That's oh a, yeah, <laughs> I'm um, done. Never watching that. Yeah, you, you never get to go to a game again. When when I yeah. go to a soccer game, I better see the most insane like <laughs> shit happening ever there. Yeah. Well, I don't know. It'll be like, uh, the people running into the field. It's probably yeah. the best thing. <laughs> yeah, that'd be pretty sweet. That'd be oh, pretty. The, yeah. A, a shootout that's going down to a shootout. That'd be pretty sweet. Yeah. Because so- soccer, it's like they could hit a last second goal and then call extra time, right? Like, are there no. already wa- ever walk off shots? Like, how's that work? Uh, no, it's different. Like, it depends on the game. Like, uh, if it's just like a league game or if it's a final. Like, obviously, if like the World Cup final, it can't hand on the draw. So, in the like, that's probably like the craziest thing you could see. Like, if it hands on a. Um, what what are they called in English? When when you kick from the tiny circle near the goal, uh, penalty kick. Penalty kicks, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Those when he hands like that, it's probably like the the hyper. The that's big that's hype. most insane. Uh, it's not insane, but it's like super anxious. I yeah. I really enjoy like when he hands like that because it's like super tense, and that's and uh, but they happened only like in uh in those games that they can't hand on a draw. And mm. you need that, like uh, a winner, like the finals uh, from, from like a uh, Champions League or the final World Cup final, you know. Uh, but yeah, no, you you only get like extra time if if after the ninety minutes of the game, you have a draw, and then you go on the extra time. And after the extra time, if it's still uh, uh, like one to one, you go to the penalty kicks. Okay. And you kick penalty kicks until like uh, um, you have like a. Um, someone miss basically, mm. you know, I, and you have like a, a difference. Like if you if you uh, like more goals, yeah. What was your favorite Yokum Strength game that we played when you were here? Pretty basic handball. Handball like is your favorite, and and wiffle ball. Yeah, okay. those two. And ball and wiffle ball. Yeah. What What was the favorite workout you created when you were here? Mm. Yeah, on that. Uh the um, ultimate Mabel uh model. Okay. That that was nice that day. Uh 
and also like the wiffle ball with the tennis racket. Oh yeah, that I was a good like one. I like that one. Everybody enjoyed it. Yeah. What was your what was your highlight of uh, of coaching when you were here? Did you have a, did you have a highlight where you felt pretty proud of that, or you uh, were like, oh, I, like that's a core memory that you, you have beat into you now? I really like the whole experience, like the whole week. Like, well, I like I made it. Kind of, I survived. You thought, <laughs> you're talking about the week where you, you ran the whole thing, especially yeah, especially like the one where because I ran two weeks in a row. Yep. The first one was when you were in Colorado, and that that week was like, wow, I survived. Like, no <laughs> I, I made it. Kinda. Was that was that stressful for you? Uh, not during it, like before a little bit. You know, yep. when you said like, uh, I'll be in Colorado next week, so you're gonna do everything. I was like, oh, okay. Like I was gonna. It was more excitement though. Okay. Like, yeah. At that at that point, I was like into it, you know. Uh, and yeah, like, and then like the second the week after, you were there, but I did the workouts. And that wasn't like anxious. Uh, I was happy. Yep. Yeah. All excitement. But that that was the peak. That was the peak. Uh yeah, I would say so. Yeah, I enjoyed more uh, the one where you were there. You you like that one better? Week. Yeah. Why is that? I don't know. You, the guys. I feel like everybody was more engaged. Kind of. You know. You mm-hmm. brought you brought your energy. Interesting. And I, I don't know. Yeah, and also like we had a couple of new guys. Like, uh, is he still there? Yeah, he's still there, right? Josh, no, wait, um, the basketball guy. Oh yeah, Josh. Yeah, Josh. Yeah, he's still like there, right? Yep, he's still training there. Yeah, so he was there. Like he's that was his first week, so that okay. was also cool. Like having a new guy. Okay. Like, yep. Yeah. Yep. You got to experience that. And, and me coaching like to a guy that wasn't like. Like I was his first, like kind of JST impression, kind of you know. The and is- and that was that 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 was your first athlete that you were there longer than they were there. Yeah, exactly. That's what yeah. I yeah 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 yeah. That's kind of cool. Yeah. So yeah, like that final week, like was the uh, the best one. Okay. Okay. Sure. Was there anything about the programming or like the JST gym that was like? you did not know about you're like oh shit that's like a that was like i did not expect that or i did not think that was going to happen or it's like what the hell is happening there um it was super nice to see like the template that you use Mm. uh because like obviously you can't understand it from the videos you just see like what you're training kind of the day you know like you're training like uh, upper body push and then doing some spine movement but then like uh, talking to you about like the programming like how you fill the buckets all the all the stimulus you want to achieve like every day and like fill that with exercises rather than uh you know programming like random exercises just because that that was like the most eye-opening thing mm. uh like getting the buckets first and then the exercises take care of themselves but like think about the, what buckets you want to fill uh the stimulus and then think about the exercise okay yeah that, that's good did you have any uh like so you came in with a list of questions that you wanted to answer hopefully you got most of those answered did you have any big questions you know like in a lot of life like changing experiences or big experiences where you get a lot of questions answered when you get a question answered it opens up 
more questions that are like almost even harder to answer. You're like, oh, fuck. Like I answered the one question I was going for, but that answer to that question opened up more questions. And you're like, shit, now I got to go figure out the answers for that. With your 10 days back and being able to like reflect on it a little bit, have you had any of those questions arise to where it's like, oh, I answered the, the this initial list of questions and now I got more popping up that I need to like dive deeper into now? Yeah, kind of. Because like... um. Like I said, I, I came for you because like you kind of be like you, you kind of are like in a spot that I thought I wanted to be like, I still think that but like being there and seeing like the community you created, the gym you have, like being like your own boss and all that, like I got the confirmation that that that's exactly what I want for me. Mm. Like that's where I want to be. Like, so I got that confirmation while being there. And now after I'm thinking more because like at the beginning, the question was more. What do I want to do? Like, am I sure this is the path I want to take? And I got the answer taken care of. Cause like, yeah, like I love that. I love, like, I would love to create a community like that and like getting people fall in love with movement, learning skill, uh, enjoying movement and all that. Uh, so that answer has been taken care of. And now it's like the end, the questions I'm asking myself is like, well, how do I do it more? It's like yeah. more more practical questions less philosophical and more practical questions are coming up like the business side of it and uh so yeah those are the new questions mm, that, that's a good one that's a good answer to that question and usually that that was a good way that you framed it too it's like the philosophical this kind of cycle of like the philosophical happens first and then it leads to practical and then when you answer a practical one that usually leads to a philosophical one mm. and then the philosophical leads to the practical and you kind of have that like constant journey of like question to question of uh how do you solve and like i i feel like a lot of times i'm better at solving a, a philosophical question than a practical one and that just got me thinking of like then you, you should surround yourself with people that are better at solving practical questions than philosophical ones you know like so like understanding the skill set that you 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 have of answering a question so like understand you you're better at solving a philosophical question now you got to go answer the practical one and then surround yourself with people that solve practical questions i don't know that kind of got me thinking that was a good way to frame it i like that thank you what uh what was one thing that you wish you would have done or got to be able to do while you were here mm. internship internship and non-internship based was there any like experience or thing that you wanted to do or learn or try internship based and then also non-internship based like let's say we didn't get to go to a twins game or something like that yeah non-internship i don't know like maybe more uh exploring more because i've only been like to minneapolis mm, like, yeah. maybe not internship i could have done like more um like i would it would have been nice like to explore like more around like minneapolis like all the lakes and all that because uh that would have been like yeah i would have enjoyed that uh for next time and uh internship wise i don't know like obviously like now i wish i'd ask you all the practical question i'm uh, uh i'm asking myself right now <laughs> yeah when you, when you were solving the philosophical one uh yeah i would say so yeah a, a lot of them a lot of them for sure i feel like now it's clear uh like it's it's easier to see the direction i'm going i can see it better kind of you know what i mean yeah and when, uh, you, when, you, when you see it better it kind of like 
kind of highlights the the rocks in the road then you know like like so now it's yeah. like it's black now you, you highlight it and now you see the rock and you're like fuck now i gotta go solve the the, the answer to that rock you <laughs> yeah. know like you, you highlighted the road you know where you need to go but now you got to solve the, the the question to to getting around that rock so that, that that's that's good i like that's gonna have me thinking and that's a good way to think about that <laughs> i like that that kind of thought process um going back to going back to italy for 10 days and like having that reflection period I guess, is there anything you wish you would have changed and, and maybe answering in a way of like somebody, again, maybe going into an internship, but is there anything that you wish you would have changed um, maybe in preparation or maybe during, or maybe just like breathing and realizing it's going to be okay or, or anything like that. Like now that you've had 10 days to reflect and just sit back and you said it, you said it feels like a fever dream and like it, you got yeah. back and you're like, Holy crap. Like that, that was crazy. That was a weird two months. Like that just happened. Um, Anything like that? Any like big, big moments that have popped up in the 10 days of like going back? I don't know. Cause like, like I said, like thinking back at the two months, they felt like, like a heartbeat, like just like that, gone. It felt like a heartbeat when you're here too. Like it felt like you're yeah, here and like, then gone. I arrived and then, oh, I'm leaving next week. Like, yeah. How yeah. That yeah. Happened? I was like, I couldn't, I couldn't even believe it when it was like, holy shit. Like that actually, that was so quick. Yeah. Right. And um, so, but I don't know, because like, I, I feel like I was present, though, because I want to say I wish I was more present, like to mm -hmm. make it be like longer, but I was present still. I don't know why it was so fast. <laughs> it wasn't because I wasn't present, you know. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Thinking about a way to make it last longer, you know, <laughs> and in preparation of it, like I was uh, pretty calm, like unexpectedly. Because uh, before organizing everything, I was like, oh, I don't know. Maybe I'm going to be anxious about it. But then I wasn't. So so that was good. Um, yeah. I don't know. Finding, searching for a way to make it last longer. Hmm. <laughs> you know. What's, uh, what's I, one yeah. thing? Is, is there anything that you, like, you, from being back that you really miss? Uh from like not like that you don't maybe have access to anymore or that or just isn't like a part of your your day-to-day -day life anymore for the last 10 well, days it's deep though it's like the having a a goal kind of waking mm. up every morning like having something that i care deeply of doing like going to see people that uh yeah that's the thing i miss the most oh that's it that's a good answer what's uh yeah. what's the what's the answer to that feeling like what's uh like where where do you feel like you're gonna push that to in Italy? Is, is there is there something like the next? I guess what what's your next step? That that's kind of my 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 overarching question. What's the next step? Right now, like getting like uh, a few friends and like organizing like a training group. Hell yeah, uh, at nine in the morning. I got them like to wake up at before ten. <laughs> it wasn't, it wasn't I, quite I six a.m. Yeah, I don't think I'll ever get them to to work out at six a.m. <laughs> I don't know how, to, how you did that. <laughs> But yeah, so now we're working out like 9 a.m. Like start working out with, with them, like start doing like all the some games and then we go hit the gym. Oh, yeah. Where, where are you doing the games at? Just a park nearby or in the yeah, gym itself? It's like, yeah, yeah. Because like right behind the gym, it's like uh, there, there's a park. Like the, okay. the gym is like in, a, in an open space, an open field kind of. Uh, so we have like this greenery behind the gym. So we warm up there and then we, we go hit the weights. How many people you got? Uh, it's five of us. Oh, yeah, that, that's pretty sweet. Were, were they lifting with you before? Uh, some of them, yeah. Okay, 
and, and you reach out and start new. What is there anything that you implemented new with them? Like since starting this group up, is is the warm ups and doing the games or anything like that? Is that new for them? Um, which for for some of them, yeah. Other like people like we were already uh, warming up. It was like um, it was inside though. We never were worked out uh, outside, so now we have like more space, and that's okay. that's that's cool. Like the games before it was like spike ball in a tiny room. Yeah. <laughs> and now we have like the whole field to play. Uh but yeah, and then in the way room, like like I said, like doing all the super set of like the the accessories with the main lift. It's really cool. Like mm -hmm. for time management and uh and engagement. That's a good thing to be to like got together. Are you gonna start doing content with them? Uh probably. Marketing it a little bit. Might as well, yeah. Yeah, that'd be pretty sweet if if you're able to grow grow out a group of uh obviously like it starts with your friend group and then grow out a group to again like bring people in to show them. Like I think that's uh that that's a big thing that I was taking away from the, the start of this talk is like it's kind of that because even in America, like you you have the people that you feel like, oh, they don't want to be a part of that or that's not your population. I, I like the way you're making me think, I'm like, that's kind of BS. Like, you know, like if, if you just show them what what you're doing, if you bring people in the door, it's like that's true. There's not a person that doesn't want to be a part of that. So I think that that's got me thinking too of just like that that's a good way to spread your message is just show people your message and show them like, hey, this is how what movement could be. This you can what, have fun. Yeah, you can have fun. It doesn't have to suck. It can be amazing. Um, how, how do your buddies handle it? Like doing it? Do do they handle it the same way that uh that people in America like have handled it? Are they I guess are they workout warriors too? Or they are would would you consider these people the people that would typically like sit on an elliptical? And then, like, you've switched them over uh, to this thought process. No, no, no. They're, like, my uh, pickup basketball buddies. So, okay. like, they're already, uh, yeah, sporty people already. Mm -hmm. They're not, like, uh, but, yeah, the weight room is pretty new to, to them. Okay. Uh, but, yeah, no, they're, I feel like uh, uh, they're making progress for sure, like, already. Like, we're enjoying it. And we were working out before, like with most of them, like with three or four of them, we were already working out together before okay. like, they came to the States. So, but yeah, no, it's nice. Like, especially like for the summer, like being outside, uh, that part is the best part for sure. The gym part is not that different, like from usual. Uh, it's not too too different. Uh, but but the outside, the, the mentality, like the engagement at the beginning of the workout, that's the best part for sure. How was the gym doing post flood? Because the whole thing like flooded pretty bad, right? Yeah, that's why we started like doing the doing outside. Oh, really? Cause what? Yeah, because like the the part like because mm, my gym is like split in half pretty much. Yep. You have like one half is the weight room, and that's all all good, all uh, everything is safe, no problems. But then the other half, which is like the gymnastic part, where we did like the warm ups and like sprints, but but it was smaller though than than a. Uh, than a park obviously mm -hmm. but that part is still like super messed up oh is it yeah i don't think they're gonna it's gonna be fixed like by september i don't think it's gonna okay. be longer than that uh, did the, is it ordering in all the all the new stuff uh i think they had it now they have to finish cleaning finish cleaning all the floors because like uh the worst part is that you have like these holes in the ground that are filled with like the sponge uh, cubes yep you know for like uh falling into it so and that was all flooded so it was mm -hmm. like a pool basically 
So they had to remove all the water from this big old cell, like three meters high, like 10 foot high. Uh, so like they have to, rem to remove like 10 feet of water uh, and then put everything back together, uh, throw away the, the stuff with the mold, the stuff, the damaged stuff, and then get new stuff done. So yeah, it's gonna be a long process. But the good part is that we got to work out outside. Yeah, that's pretty sweet. How is uh have you done any cool parkour since you've been back? Uh not yet. Not really? Yet. Been Jay chilling? Met, uh what? You've been you chilling about that? I met uh I met with the friends, with the parkour guys, uh, but we just hang out a little bit. Okay. Uh, it's too hot. It's one hundred degrees for Fahrenheit. Okay. Uh daily. It's like you can only like go out like to train hard it's like you have to go out like six seven yeah okay and uh but yeah but no yeah i couldn't manage like to um get together with the with the guys still uh yeah do you, have a, ripper, do you have a ripper planned i'll go friday what a ripper's plan on friday what oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Let's go friday oh yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. the thing about parkour is that for me like it's very social like it's mm -hmm. not, like I I can't do it alone. Yeah, I got bored too much. Is that pretty uh, common? I feel like that's a you see that kind of like you see a lot of yeah. people doing parkour together. Yeah, people start training alone more during COVID, and some people kept it. Uh, but yeah, no, it's more of a social sport. It's hard to go out alone. You need friends like to push you. You know. Yeah, yeah you don't want to just eat yourself. Well, if you eat yourself off a building, it's like somebody better see that. <laughs> Otherwise, it really wasn't worth it. You need someone to film it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You need the content, otherwise it's not worth it. It's a wild yeah. climate. This doesn't make any sense. So yeah, that's a bit like uh the the boring part of it. Like you need to like find the time where you and your buddies are free to train. So like uh get together. Like uh so that's why I haven't trained yet. Oh yeah. Well Henry, this is you said this is your long you think this is your longest American conversation? Probably. Yeah, that's pretty. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. Second <laughs> language. Right. Um, any parting messages of wisdom that you feel like you you want to leave on people? And it could be internship related or just life related. Anything that you want to tell people before you go? Uh, I felt like doing this thing, like doing coming like crossing the ocean to meet a random guy on the internet, was like one of the best decisions I've ever made. So send it. You know. Hmm. Send it. I like it. Um, actually, actually, also, I want to tell them about your uh the tattoo because I, I think that's an amazing message too. I think I think that that that's one of the biggest things of all the things. I took a lot of things from you as well. If if you think that you took a lot from me, I took a lot from you, and that was one of my favorite like the 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 good mentality. I thought that was awesome. Yeah, I got a tattoo that says "good, just good," which is like a reminder of like it's kind of like amor fati, which is like a Latin uh of like love and fate means pretty much. Like anything that happens, no matter how shitty it feels in a moment, on the long term, it's going to give you something good out of it. Something good is going to come out of any shitty situation you're going to find yourself into. Like we talked about it, like we, we, we mentioned briefly before, like if the internship was shit and like what you end up coming out of it was going to be like, oh, this is exactly what I don't want to do. There's still some good into it because before you didn't know what you didn't want to. And now you know, so now you're better. So even if the internship was shitty, you got some good out of it. So that's a good reminder. I like to mm, keep 
Yeah, yeah, I, I fucking love that. Well, Henry, this was sweet. Good stuff. You went an hour and 18 minutes. This might be just one of, I'm just posting this straight. We're not editing anything out of it, and we're just going to post it straight. This might be one of our longest straight episodes we've done. Awesome. Good stuff. Thank you for being on. Keep dropping wood. Thank you for having me. Oh, I did this. Shit, shit. I'm going to mess this part up. I'm going to mess this part up. There we go. Boom.